0: Hello and welcome to The Lancet podcast. I'm Hannah Cagney, here with you on Thursday, April 28th. In this podcast, we're focusing on Zika virus and the threat it poses to one country in particular, the USA. The number of cases is still very small compared with the vast scale of the epidemic in other parts of the world, for instance in Brazil, but yet nearly 400 cases have occurred in the continental United States so far. Although local transmission by mosquitoes has not yet been documented in the USA, fears among public health authorities such as the CDC are running high that mosquito-borne transmission could take hold, particularly in the subtropical wetlands of Florida. However, in America's increasingly embittered political landscape, efforts to approve $1.9 billion in supplemental funding to fight seeker are stalling amid intractability between the Obama administration and the Republican-controlled Congress. Susan Jaffe, our Washington-based correspondent, has written a special world report for this week's Lancet and joins us now to explore America's response to this health emergency.
1: Thanks, Hannah. This is Susan Jaffe in Washington, D.C., and today I'd like to share a conversation about the Zika virus I had with Dr. Anthony Fauci, Director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institutes of Health. It's been about 10 weeks since President Barack Obama asked Congress to approve emergency funding of almost $2 billion to respond to the Zika virus, the mosquito-borne virus that causes fetal brain abnormalities and other neurological problems since the president's request back in february laboratory confirmed cases of zika infection according to the centers for disease control and prevention have increased fifteenfold to 388 people in the continental United States and 503 cases in Puerto Rico and the U.S. territories as of April 20th. Two weeks ago, NIH officials borrowed about $600 million for Zika from their Ebola budget and some other accounts. I recently asked Dr. Fauci if this money is enough to do what needs to be done.
2: Our mandate and our responsibility is in the fundamental basic research, the clinical research, taking a look at cohorts, pathogenesis, but importantly, the development of a vaccine and the screening for therapeutics. We've already started that, but we've done that with money that we've moved from other accounts, other non-Zika accounts, you know, the kinds of money that we would be spending in the future on other diseases like malaria, tuberculosis, and things like that. Hopefully, and I underscore hopefully, When we do get the money we've asked for, which I do hope we get that money, don't know exactly how much of it we will get at this point, that we'll be able to pay back the money we mortgaged out of those other areas because we don't want those other areas to suffer.
1: But even as research has begun on vaccine development, Dr. Fauci said there is a lot we don't know about Zika.
2: First of all, there's a lot of unknowns with Zika. In the beginning, there was some doubt in the minds of some that there was a direct causal relationship between infection of a pregnant woman and deleterious effects in the form of congenital abnormalities, particularly microcephaly and others in the fetus of the infected pregnant woman? Well, by a series of cumulative evidences, the most recent of which was the paper that came out recently uh, in the collaboration between the CDC and the people, uh, some of the physicians and health authorities in Brazil that is really now rather unequivocal that the direct cause of the microcephaly and other congenital abnormalities in the fetuses of infected mothers is clearly the virus itself. The other thing is the confounding issue of sexual transmission, which we have not seen uh, in other types of infection of this sort. There's the confounding issue of the ability to be transmitted through blood and the possibility of difficulties in blood supply in regions where you have a lot of infection. So these things unfold over a period of weeks to months, and that is the genesis of what I was saying. The more we learn, the more we get concerned about this.
1: So I asked about progress on developing a vaccine. One of the more promising candidates is now in preclinical development.
2: It's already in the pilot plant getting doses available in anticipation of a phase one trial which will start we hope in September of 2016 if that trial is successful in that it induces a response that we predict would be protective and if it's safe and safety is the primary rationale for a phase one trial then sometime, hopefully in the first quarter of 2017, we'll move into a phase two or 2B two trial. How long that will take to prove efficacy or lack of efficacy, whatever, we hope it's efficacy, but in order to prove what the efficacy is, is going to depend upon a couple of factors. A, how effective the vaccine is, and two, the degree of infection in the, comu- in the community. Because if the infections stay at a high rate, It takes less time to prove or disprove efficacy. If the infection rate goes way down, it might take longer. So you really can't predict.
1: Dr. Fauci said his agency is already negotiating with several pharmaceutical companies to market the drug. But this effort also faces potential challenges.
2: One is making vaccines that you have no guarantee are going to be widely used is a financial risk for companies. So in order for them to get involved in the development of a vaccine for Zika, even though there's a great concern about Zika, they like to share risks. And that's the reason why we at NIH put in a considerable investment to diminish the risk for the company by investing in the early development, the preclinical, the phase one, the phase two, getting involved in funding. The other obstacle is the uncertainty in funding which is the reason why I have said that one of the reasons among many why we need a decision in the positive way about the money that the president has asked for is that if there isn't a guarantee that there will be money there, often there is a reluctance on the part of some pharmaceutical companies to get involved in this if they think that the federal government is not a reliable partner with regard to support.
1: And that question about support brings us back to the funding request, which was submitted to Congress as supplemental legislation that is considered separately from the president's budget. Republicans have said they understand Zika is a serious problem and additional money will be there. But first, they want to see more details about how it will be spent. That's not good enough for Democrat Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Her congressional district in South Florida has more than half of the reported Zika cases in the state. And Florida has more cases than any other state in the continental U.S. We just had our 91st case diagnosed since February. And you know there are potentially
2: thousands of cases. There've been 400 cases in Puerto Rico. Potentially thousands more in in Puerto Rico. And given how many Puerto Ricans still come to Florida, uh, the uh, you know the, the the likelihood that this is going to exponentially increase is 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 quite high. I mean, by definition, the Zika virus is an emergency. That's what supplemental appropriations bills are for. And given how rapidly Zika is advancing and the fact that we don't know. Uh, you know, we don't know where it's going to go next uh, and that it's certainly scarier than we originally thought, according to the Centers for Disease Control. The Republicans need to stop standing on ceremony and sitting on their hands and work with the administration and take this crisis seriously.
1: But when Congress can reach an agreement on Zika funding remains to be seen. Reporting for The Lancet in Washington, D.C., I'm Susan Jaffe.